0: Welcome to the She-Powered Podcast with your host, Domenica Escatel. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of the She-Powered Podcast. I am so excited to be back with all of you. We took a little bit of a short break, but now we are back, and this is the perfect episode to kick off a reboot With my friend and guest, Clarissa Hidalgo. Before we get started with her, let me tell you a little bit about her. Clarissa is a RYT registered yoga teacher living in California, Central Valley. She holds a BA from the University of California, Merced. Clarissa also runs her own business with private clientele as has contracts to run all types of yoga courses for businesses and organizations alike. Her specialty practice is in accessible yoga, yoga for everyone and mind. She is certified through the National Multiple Sclerosis Society in Adaptive Yoga for MS and maintains an accessible yoga certification. She also has MS herself. Running both online classes and in-person private sessions for clients virtually, she customizes and modifies routines for everything and anything. Clarissa has perfected her practice to fit the needs of the people while strengthening their minds, hearts, and bodies with self-love and sheer strength and empowerment. Working with many different organizations to bring free and low-cost yoga to the people, she is an accessible yoga ambassador and a proud advocate of yoga for everyone. Her teachings can and will offer something different for all. Clarissa recently became a birth doula as well. Welcome, Clarissa. How are you? And before we let Gladys answer, just a little disclaimer as I am editing this podcast. It is real, raw and authentic. I wanted to do minimal editing. We do have some audio issues, but I didn't want to edit that out because it took away from the conversation. So um, we were able to like take a lot of our technical difficulties out, but we left some of it in. So bear with us and we thank you for for being here with us. And you know, it's just the time that we're in with technology. So Really hope that you enjoy this episode because um, it is an important topic, topic that we need to bring to the table and um, enjoy.
1: I'm so good, Domenica. I'm so glad to be here with you again. Thank you so much for having me. I just love checking in. You know, I just love like hearing all the cheese man every once in a while
0: and you know. That's right. <laughs> of course. Of course. No, thank you for being here again and spending your Sunday with me. And I am excited to dive in this conversation with you because I know a lot of new stuff has popped up since we last talked. So I'm ready to dive in. But what are you drinking right now? Water. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. I love it. And you know what? Hydration is important.
1: You know, girl, like I, I talk to all my clients about it. Like if, you know, it's fine to do the exercise, to do the kicking your ass. You know what I mean? Like, do you could do all the vitamins, but if you're not getting the hydration in, I mean, we are, we're basically oceans, right? Like we are nothing but water. We're 70% water. Um, But let's kick off the conversation, Clarissa. Yeah. You know what? I will say that I you know, I have water usually. um, But I have to start every morning. Every morning, I have to make myself abuelita. Oh, yes, I buy buy it like in the huge like Costco
0: like (laughs) like every month. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. I mean that that definitely is a go to drink for sure. Uh, but Clarissa, let's kick off the conversation oh, by letting everyone formally know who you are and what you do. Um, my name is Clarissa Hernandez Hidalgo,
1: and I have my two girls. Um, so I work for Dignity Health, and I teach yoga for them. I'm a registered yoga teacher, and I teach twice a week for them. Um, I okay. also do private on the side. I have my own clients and stuff. Um, and then I'm, you know, starting other stuff too. Um but that's what I do. I specialize in accessible yoga. Um, I have MS myself. I've had it for 10 years. So that's something I firmly believe in. Yoga should be accessible. Yoga is for all. And, um, it should be made to feel like so. It should be made to feel like a even playing field for all Um, So regardless of any kind of um, disability or body type, everyone should be welcome to the floor. That's what I believe in. I'm also a registered prenatal yoga teacher as of November. I am also a birth doula as well. Um, And I am trained and
0: certified um, to teach yoga instructors as well. Oh, I am so excited to dive into all this, especially being a birth doula. Um, So before we dive into being a birth doula, um, I want to know a little bit more about um, the ins and outs of what you do. And so I know that you have like Facebook groups that you're on and you have, you know, your live stream where you do yoga. I love what I do. I really do that you never
1: work a day in your life if you love what you do or something like that.
0: I will say I love you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. I love it. And, um, you know what? And then I also love that when the way that you talk about having, uh, yoga be accessible, yes. Um
1: and I will say that because I've heard it from my relatives, I've heard it from Catholics that I go to. You know, I am a devout Catholic. Like I don't know if anyone knows that. Um, but yoga is actually not a religion. The reason that um it is associated with Hinduism is because it did originate in India, mm-hmm. where primarily. The population, you know, practices a certain belief. Um, So that is why it's got the association, much like, oh, like all Mexicans are Catholic, right? Mm -hmm. That association. We just. Right, that's true. That's true. Associations in our mind. And they play tricks on us in a way because they sort of intermingle. To the point of where we think they're the same thing. It happens so often that I have to say, I have my own faith. I am not trying to convert you. Whatever your belief is, that is great. When we put our hands at heart center, I always tell my people, you do what is best and what's comfortable for you in your practice. But this is not prayer. I call this heart center because this mm-hmm. is Anjali Mudra being right in front of your heart. Mm-hmm. And so it's very easy to see how it happens. Right, Dominica?
0: Right, right.
1: And I'm not like knocking anyone um, that holds those associations. All I tell individuals that do think that is just give it a try. Mm-hmm. Give it a shot. Yeah. I will say that oftentimes, a yoga instructor, for whatever reason, can put a bad taste in people's mouth, and so that kind of it it kind of takes care of it. It blankets the whole practice after that. That's that's how mm-hmm. it's about, right?
0: No, um, no. right. No, thank you for diving into that thought with me because it was something that I wanted to pick your brain on because it kind of took me a little bit back when that comment was that made comment. in this conversation. And it's really, and I say this because it's the lack of my knowledge, you know, I, I don't have the same lens that she does, and I was just interested and talking to an expert and see what your thoughts were because I it really took me back because um you know and also the lack of uh, expertise in yoga you know I'm like how how is that association made and so uh, you know I can see with examples that you gave how it would be easy to have that uh, misunderstanding and so you know thank you for taking a hot minute here to just kind of explain it for anybody that have those hesitations because, you know, when I got to do my yoga session and, um, you know, the the instructor at the end played different like sounds, different instruments and definitely, mm-hmm. you know, reflecting Middle Eastern, um, you know, sounds oh, and yeah. Um, yeah, and culture and religion as well. I, I, can, I can make that association. So um that was to the extent of my awareness of where someone can see that association. But you know, um thank you for sharing those examples because again, like I was saying, what I was getting at was that it really opened my mind. Like I think for the next day, I felt like I did a you know, an hour and a half workout that you know, that's how my body felt. And I thought, wow, like I can see why you know yoga can be different a very different way of working out because one like it really does um you know focus on your mind because i felt completely at peace and then second to be able to have these accommodations made and shown the different poses that i was able to do you know also helped and so you know thank you yeah thank you for sharing that and then the question of the hour. (laughs) I want to do a deep dive with uh, being a doula. And so how how did you come to that? Oh, my gosh.
1: Um, So yeah, girl, and I'm glad you asked that question. I just want to say that before like anyone thinks like, oh, they went on a tangent, we really didn't go on a tangent at all, because you'd be surprised how often I get ask that and i actually have to the reason i'm so rehearsed in doing it domenica and giving the explanation is because i do it so often and i feel like if people don't get the correct explanation a good explanation enables people to dive deeper into yoga if they'd like to
0: mm-hmm.
1: but so the birth gula i had my baby girl in april and then during the summer, I was already thinking like, okay, like we need to to get this, this on the road. This has been, I've been breastfeeding for six months. It's like, we need to go love breastfeeding. I say that because I have an MS through awakened spirit yoga. So it was a
0: very, very, um, culturally, you know, it was a very, um, Let's hit that pause button and get a refill on the coffee because this conversation is going to get so, so good. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. How do you find time to fit the yoga in and do all of these different
1: changes that we're trying to implement? So... I did that. Um, I'm excited. I'll let you know how it goes.
0: (laughs) I love it, Clarissa. I'm so excited. That is all exciting. Like, amazing. And just you being able to create this space for other mothers that are going through the same thing and the same health issues. Like, I think that's amazing because we all need you know, a space where we can feel like we can, you know, relate to the other person that's going through it and um, really have our voice heard and get different ideas of, you know, something they may be trying, working for them. Yeah, exactly. Not only do do we feel like that as mamas, right?
1: Like, Oh, I wish I had that mom that I could call and, you know, text or whatever, you know, we feel like that as mamas. We're we're all, effing quarantined as hell right now, right? <laughs> right. right? We feel like that as mamas, but imagine dealing with an illness or being newly diagnosed with an illness and being pregnant or just finding out you're pregnant and then trying to deal with it all at the same time that we're quarantined, that you've got your medication, that you've got your family. Um. So this is just a space that I was like, you know what? This is long overdue. I should have had this space when I was a first-time mom. So they're going to have it now.
0: Right. No, I love that. And I think I can even recall being in a clubhouse room and somebody asking you, like, a friend had a new diagnosis. I can't recall exactly what it was, but it was just immediate identification to be able to be...
1: Put that in, looking for groups on Facebook. We have our private Facebook group called Multiple Sclerosis Mamas. We're over 300 members strong. Yes. Thank you for asking me about that. Honestly, girl, I took that training
0: and I was like, what the hell did I do? I just gave birth. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, definitely um have those links attached to the show notes um at the end so everybody can connect that's interested and then uh clarissa i want to talk a little bit more about um being a doula and how um it gives you know mamas a option other than our (laughs) traditional medicine of just going straight to hospital this world
1: Everything is, da, 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 you know, and there's no time. Everything is fast. And so that's how we do it in the Western world. Tell you what your body is going to do right here. Right. Because they have no idea. They're not there. And I think that's really
0: important. Oh, no, definitely, Clarissa. And I love how you explained it because we know our bodies best, Right. And, um, you know, it just makes logical sense to have that warm, inviting environment. Dula's position, it would be a lot different. The first
1: thing it would do, you know, the first thing a doula would do would place baby on chest, clean her off with, um, you know, respect to the mommy. Right. But allow breastfeeding immediately because that. Is an infant's very first instinct, right? Mm -hmm. That is our first instinct. Look for food, shelter. This doula training just allowed me to see, like, look, half the world, if not more, because we are the richest country in the world in the United States and never forget that. We are privileged as hell. So if half the world can do it unmedicated, not hooked up to all these systems, without all these doctors with degrees and just with a doula, with a midwife, what makes us think that we're so special or so different in the Western world to where we can't do that? So I guess that's all I can was the biggest thing that I took away from this training is you have a choice um, how you give birth, how you raise your children. Everything is your choice. And never let a doctor, a hospital, someone who feels like they have never once felt what they should inherently feel as their very first touch their very first sensation. So what happens? Then we've already set the precedent, right? Our baby's been born into this, but I'm here to tell women that it doesn't have to be that way. Because think about your baby. And this is just a little example then I'll get into more. Think about how your baby comes into this, for, this world. So they're born... They come out, they're probably like literally suffocating. That's why the doctor does the suction and stuff, taking Mm -hmm. everything out. They're immediately placed onto this bed so they can be cleaned off, whatever, you know, tapped part
0: of our, you know, of our
1: root. Let me just say too, before you go on, Mm -hmm. I agree. Don't forget that. Being born is a business. We have medicalized birth. Mm -hmm. Birth is not a medicalized process. Birth is meant to happen at home with your tias and, you know, your cousins and all this taking care of you. Birth happens in the hospital now, but that is so recent. Like if you think about it, like if you really ask your mom, you know, how did her mom have her baby? Probably at home for whatever reason. And society does a good job of roping us into place and telling us what needs to
0: happen. Right. You know, it's great that we're talking about it because I feel like that's how awareness happens It's just by having these conversations and being able to share experiences and knowledge and truth and wisdom it's more than just chismiar and, and having a conversation with la comadre this is stuff that needs to be talked about and we can't we shouldn't hide it i know we've talked
1: about doing another podcast ep- episode on what our moms didn't tell us right, right. that's the next <laughs> yeah. one that's where we're going we next right
0: yeah we still did to do it Definitely. But Clarissa, we are coming down to the end of our time. Is there any last moments, any well, any last thoughts, I mean, of anything we didn't share that you want to share? And then after you finish that thought, make sure you let everyone know again where they can connect with you.
1: Mm-hmm. So um, honestly, last thoughts are listen to your body, whether it's mm-hmm. yoga, whether it's birth, you know, and no doctor, no test is going to tell you what's best. Perfect. And then we're
0: going to... Let me get a pen. I'm going to write them down. That way okay. Can- and then we'll definitely put them in in the show notes, like I mentioned earlier. You can't okay. see this, can you? <laughs> yeah. I know you can do it. Okay. Well, I no, know. it's fine. Yeah, okay.
1: Just give us a follow.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, we'll definitely put that. Um, in, we'll embed those links in the show notes and everywhere else that we share this with. So not a problem. We will have all those clickable links. Um, but Clarissa, thank you so much for being here with me and sharing this time and just kind of doing a deep dive on yoga and alternative medicine and you know being a birth doula. Definitely enjoyed that conversation and. You know we'll have we'll have part three coming up and the things that your mom didn't tell you definitely so every right so everyone thank you again for joining us on another episode of the Sheep power podcast until next time i have the new one so for instagram
1: and facebook it's multiple sclerosis mamas. okay you can type that in and that is the name of the the facebook page the name of the private group. Um, Yeah, so that's everything. That's everything on Facebook. And then my handle, the underscore MS Mama, started looking for a prenatal yoga teacher training um, to kind of dive back, you know, dive back in, um, get my mamahood experience kind of hammed up a little bit. And I ended up stumbling upon a training that was a dual training for prenatal yoga Mm -hmm. as well as being a birth doula ourselves training. It was a very culturally diverse training. It was a very um, just mind-opening experience in general. I mean, I had trainers. Everything is Zoom right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I had trainers that were in Guatemala who were doulas, you know, giving, helping women give birth in the Amazon, in the rainforest and stuff. And so... I had those trainers, and then I had the actual business side of it training. I had the anatomy part that we would do, and I mean, anatomy was kind of fun. You know, we would do different exercises and stuff. I got to, I got to practice hip circles on my husband. He can tell you about that later. It was <laughs> <lots> of- <laughs> All right. It was hey, it was they were like they have to be old enough to give you feedback. I was like, well, my five-year-old isn't gonna. <laughs> be able to right, right. So you know, I did all of that, and then I came out of this with lots of training—mind, body, soul training. Postnatal massage, pre and postnatal yoga. You know, it was a little bit of everything. I had a woman; her name's Lonnie Dickinson, and she was, you know, she was running a business incubator. She's like, "I'm looking for five women." Um, to run this this test run, basically. Um, And so I jumped on it. And a year later, I have a Facebook group built. Um, I have a Facebook page. I have everything kind of mapped out to get my program together. But just my love of being immersed in the period of life that I am right now. Um, so I embraced that and I jumped on it and I grew with it and I took it and I created a Facebook group and I grew it to over 300 members. And next month we're going to be launching our multiple sclerosis mamas, um, programming. So it's going to be a 12 week wellness program aimed at, um, I did a lot of work prior to this programming. So this is very like this is very meant to be, and um, right. it's time. I did lots of surveys. Through those surveys, through the different research I was able to do, um, we targeted the four top MS mama problems, fatigue, time management, spasticity, and anxiety. And we are not only tackling those issues and tackling them in depth,